Welcome to Right on Cue. I'm Tri. And I'm Alyssa. You're listening to episode two, The Purpose of Fiction. And today we have Elijah with us. Um, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am Elijah, like she said, and I'm 16, although I am the 17th cow on the forum, the Oyan forum, and I am entirely unqualified to have a professional opinion on this subject. Sounds good. And the topic for this episode is the purpose of fiction. I guess, why is the purpose of fiction important? Would be a good place to start. Fiction is important. It's a very big question, so you have to unpack it into lots of little tiny parts. But we can start with, like, why would you read fiction? Partly because fiction works. People who read fiction, they know that it works. Everyone listens when you tell a story, when you tell an anecdote. Everybody's, like, on the edge of the seat. Everyone loves a storyteller at the party. That's just a part of how humans work. We love stories. We love to hear about other people. We love to hear when other people fail, mess up. And stories are a lot about mess-ups, but it works, it just does. A lot of the time because it gets across ideas. Fiction is just a way to tell ideas. Because when you're t- telling a story about how Bob flew in his canoe over the waterfall into the river, you're conveying an idea that he, someone did something. And you can convey the idea of fear as well for this person, although it's a lot harder to do, especially if you don't care about Bob. But fiction works in the same way that you're telling someone about the Korean War. You're telling them an idea, you're telling them an event. And just because it isn't real doesn't mean it doesn't work. Even Jesus used fiction, so he used parables, lots of times allegories, and that was how he taught them. He taught the people with stories. He didn't go on lengthy sermons. He didn't talk about even himself. He just talked about made-up places and people. So stories just work. That's just how humans are built. And I think a lot of the time we can get so caught up in the fact that we need to pull, although this isn't necessary for everyone, this happens, but if sometimes you have to pull a meaning out. But sometimes you can't really have the theme of a book in a single sentence. Because if you could have it in a single sentence, you could just say that sentence and not write the book. So the purpose of fiction, it works because it is very unique. It is a very unique setup, and it only it's a very well-documented art form. It's gone back for thousands and thousands of years, and it's been around for an incredibly long time, and it can be just an experience. You don't have to pull a sentence out because the book as a whole is the theme. You can explain the theme to someone else and say it's a book about friendship, it's a book about love, but stories are themselves. Stories exist apart from everything else. And fiction has been around for thousands of years because stories last. We have stories from the beginning that have come down to us. The second best-selling author in history is Shakespeare, and he lived hundreds of years ago. Stories last they last because they work. They last because people find themselves in, them, in it. And I think I'm going to start by saying that I think this is just introduction, really, is that the purpose of fiction, in my opinion, is to put a mirror up to the reader, exploring the human condition through an experiential presentation of events, which is allowed to be unbelievable. So it has to be very experiential. Fiction is a lot more about the details, 
the slow accumulation of details of about what this person looks like, what this place looks like. Everything is experiential, and it's meant to put the reader into the story. And the telling of that is allowed to be unbelievable. Because they're having a first-person narrator. I did this, I did that. That's not going to be very believable if someone remembers every single thought and every single little detail. But you can also have dragons. You can have time travel, and you can have things that are unbelievable, but that's okay. Fiction is allowed to do that. And fiction is allowed to be very unbelievable. We always strive for believability, We're always trying to have our fiction appear realistic, but it's often very centered around people and characters, because we want to see ourselves in these people, and we do see ourselves in the good and the bad, even though some people just want to see the good. I think the purpose of fiction is to show all of it, all the good, all the bad, in the most extreme detail to the reader, exploring the human condition, which is a very pretentious phrase, but it just basically means humanity. What we've done, we keep going in cycles of, we tell the same stories a lot of the time, because we've been telling them for so long. That's a lot about how the presentation works, that it's a pre an experiential presentation of events. It, stories work, we can listen to the same story, hear the same story over and over, and it still works on us. Some of our favorite books we reread, we reread, we know everything is going to happen, but it works. The stories affect our emotions, especially even people who don't read it think it's all just a waste of time. Sometimes you can't even tell the difference between fact and fiction if someone's just telling you a story that appears very realistic. So I think a lot of the time people are not very, are kind of resentful towards, or just not very generous towards um, sci-fi and fantasy fiction which is completely legitimate. It's very fun. It's one of the best genres, in my opinion. But stories, no matter whether they're nonfiction or fiction, are about people and ideas. And it's just a way to talk about ideas. Yeah, I agree. It's like stories are really meant for showing truth. Even in fiction, you can show things that you can't in nonfiction because you can exaggerate things, you can make up things, and you can make things that couldn't be in nonfiction, but they help you tell the story, you help them, you help show truth, you help show the readers things that you can't do in nonfiction. Mm -hmm. You're lying to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can also work, like, it helps us learn more about ourselves by fiction. Yeah, fiction can help us, um, learn more about humanity, learn more about ourselves. It can teach us things that can't often be taught through nonfiction. But I also think it could work as a form of escapism. Like, there are these places that we want to go to, and we just want to live in that world away from here, and stories can help us. Like, we get immersed in this story, and we don't want to set the book down. We don't want to end the movie. It's like, we just want to stay in that world, and fiction can be really captivating that way, I think. Mm -hmm. Fiction allows you to visit places that you will never actually be able to. You can't go to Middle-earth, you can't go to Narnia. No matter how hard you try, fiction is the only way that you can experience that story. But also, it because of the way it's very experiential, it can make you feel like you have lived through these experiences and give you ideas of how some things work in the world that you will never actually be able to experience. 
nonfiction can sometimes work to do this well, but fiction is main goal is to put the reader into the character's shoes or to try to help the reader be in the story as much as possible so you can feel like you have been, even if it's set on Earth, a book set in Russia, you may never go to Russia in your life, you can get a better idea of how it works and how the people interact with each other and how the culture works than if you read a nonfiction about Russian history or if you read a poem about Russia. It is a very unique form. And I think escapism is a definitely a valid use of fiction. It's not usually how I use fiction. There's the two camps there of escapism, and then what I try to do is I try to understand my life through fiction. So I'm bringing myself to these books and then taking some part of them out to carry around with me. But it shouldn't be you're either one or the other. It affects you both ways, and I definitely have lived in Narnia. I've definitely lived in Middle-earth as well, but it's a very comforting thing. It can bring you joy, and it's just a way to experience comfort. It's like having a comedian. They're just going to say jokes, but it helps people. It helps you relax. It helps you to feel, to understand the world a little bit better if you're enjoying yourself. It's a very meaningful way to affect people. Yeah, and like C.S. Lewis said, that since it's so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least heard of brave knights and hero courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that quote. Yeah, and being drawn into a story and seeing the themes help you view the world and deal with things in the world differently than without the story. Yeah, I think sometimes a little too self-aware when it comes to thinking about how stories affect my life. Because it's a bit like, Ooh, is that actually affecting me in this way? It doesn't come about naturally. Sometimes I try to force it and be like, well, this story affects me in this way. But it does. It works a lot of ways. I can carry around my favorite books, live rent-free in my mind. The quotes and the characters, just they will exist there forever. Often, a lot of the time, even if it's very escapist fiction, I will realize that it either has a heart and soul to it, that it has some meaning. I mean, you can have escapist fiction, which is perfectly fine. And every story has a theme. Every story has a message it's trying to say. Even if it's accidental, authors can write something into their story, not even realize that they're doing it. But sometimes there's a point when I'll realize whether a story has a spark of something that I enjoy. And you can find it in a lot of different places, like watching movies or reading books. It's what helps stories to live on forever. Um, it's the reason why Shakespeare is so very prevalent even today, is because his stories have something about them, something that just clicks. Because before I thought Shakespeare was very an old writer, he didn't really understand humanity, but we've been living with the same problems for years and years. Shakespeare can be very, very modern. It's just a story can be more than the sum of its parts when it reaches a theme or an experience to push the reader through. Because I don't believe that actually merely escapist fiction, like you're in a very bad situation, you want to just go to a comfort book. That's completely normal. That's fine. But that work, that book works on a personal level, but on a societal level, it's not going to last for very long. People are not going to remember it if it's just a book that affects and that's perfectly fine, but I feel like the books that stay around the longest affect the most people 
because they have something about them. There's something that has to stick around, and it can't just be complex characters, good plots, your prose is clear, you can't have all the checkboxes marked off. There needs to be something more, I believe, that allows a theme to stick around, a story to stick around. Yeah, I think the most the most popular stories are the ones that people connect most to. They see themselves in it. They see things that are happening in their lives and they they connect that to the story and it becomes more real to them because it it deals with the same things that they deal with. Mhm. Yeah. You can definitely have your life change and completely altered by what a character does in a story. Their actions can somehow inspire you. They can also just terrify you about what you may become, or if you don't do or something, or do do something. But yeah. Do you guys want to explain what you read fiction for? Like, why do you read fiction? I think I read it for... I'm not really sure. I read stories because I, I think I, I find them interesting. And... It's true that I do learn things from them, but I don't think that's the main reason that I'd read them. I'm not sure, but they do influence me in a good way, and I do learn, and it helps me to become a better person. Yeah, I read fiction a bit more for theme. I'll reread a book, and a book will stay with me longer if it had some sort of theme or some sort of question that I found interesting, I find that it relates to what I'm experiencing, or if there's characters that I see parts of myself in, or that I want to be like, then I enjoy the story because it has meaning. And I think I, I do read a lot for the meaning of stories, not just like the plot or the characters, because those things, if there's no theme for me, I don't enjoy the story at all. And the theme, even if a book has objectively very good, it's very well written, very good characters, very well good plot. Like it doesn't have a prevalent idea running through it. All books have like a case that they're making about what's important, what's not. But if it's not a very prevalent theme, that it, it can still be fine. It can still be good. But if a book has a very prevalent question arcing through it, and then the answer is something that you don't agree with, that's when the book can become a terrible book for you. It can even negatively affect how you view your life because fiction is a very it's a very powerful weapon and it's not only used for good but i don't think that there are a lot of instances where you can once you read a book it's going to just permanently scar you for life and you'll never be able to recover i think fiction is more of an expression of ideas we can talk about what you want to talk about you can listen to the author they may be wrong they may be right, but that doesn't mean, if you don't believe them, that this theme that they're carrying through their work is answered in this way, then you can just not believe it. You can just reject it or think about why you don't understand it, and it can help you develop your own worldview. Yeah, I've read at least one or two books that are like that, and it definitely it helps me realize that I disagree with that view, it makes me think about what I actually believe instead. Friction is just another way to communicate. It's a very niche way to communicate. Yeah, fiction is also a good way to communicate because sometimes you, you want to express your ideas, but 
you don't really know how or you're afraid to express them. And then fiction is a good way to kind of indirectly show it through a story. Yeah, fiction can sometimes feel like a very opaque way to show how you feel and to interpret what you believe and how you're processing the world around you. Because you can take your own experiences. As younger writers, it's easier to write fiction to make things up based on the littler life experiences that we have. But as an adult, you can take your experiences and either form that into fiction or you can form it into nonfiction. Sometimes I think fiction writers use fiction as a way to convey their ideas as the only way that they have to do that. It seems very convoluted at first to tell about these other people and then letting your, a little bit of yourself trickle in to the story, but sometimes it is the only way that a story can be told. Like it's been said before, it's just very unique, but we also need to learn how to diversify. Like if you have a testimony about your life, something that you find very powerful, something that you have struggled with or fought through, fiction sometimes just doesn't do the job. You may have to write an essay, write a podcast. There's lots of different ways to inform the world. And fiction feels very opaque at first. You can't see the author through the lies. You can't see who they are or how their experiences impacted this work. But when you get to know fiction and you have written it, I believe it's one of the most vulnerable kinds of storytelling or ways to express ideas because we really do put so much onto the page of ourselves. Sometimes put things onto the page that we haven't shown anybody else and we don't even know they've put it onto the page. Nine years later, it'll be like, oh, that's why I put that into that story. And you can't just pick up a book and immediately understand who the author is. And a lot of people who don't read very often or who don't understand how fiction is written can take it at a very face value. But when you look deeper, you really can see the author. It's a very, very vulnerable kind of storytelling. Yeah, I found um, one quote that's not quite on like vulnerability, but it's from Eleanor Roosevelt. And she's saying, the reason that fiction is more interesting than any other form of literature to those who really like to study people is that in fiction, the author can really tell the truth without humiliating himself. Yeah. In some ways, like, it's really vulnerable, but you can also do things that you couldn't do without it. Yeah. It's a lot more honest to write, say, a memoir about your experiences and list every single thing you did wrong, examining yourself as if you're a character. But it's so much more painful and a lot harder to do. It can't be pulled off very easily. But just put your entire self without any biases. With fiction, you really can do it without humiliation, because you never can know how an author intricately affected the work. You can guess. You can do a good job of guessing. You can write a book, and people can just... You can live as a hermit, alone, and people will never know that what this character is struggling with, or what this character went through, you also went through. So, how much do you think a person's view of fiction affects other views related to stories. Yeah, I think the purpose of fiction is a very, very deep-rooted way to look at someone's worldview on fiction, about how they would tell stories. Because 
what you believe the purpose of something is, is going to hugely affect how you do it. So you can't just believe that you want the audience to come away with something learned and then just write a story about nothing. If you want to put a theme in, you will put a theme in or try to. So it's like a tree with a root is the purpose of fiction and they'll branch out into a lot of things about characters, whether they should have negative traits. Some people like believe that characters should be very inspiring. They should be very role model like figures and we should use fiction as a way to look at what we should be instead of who we are. And those who think that characters don't have to be likable at all. They can be incredibly human and it's going to paint a picture of humanity that is very stark and dark. It affects all the different branches of how fiction is written and it's not just you're one or the other. It can definitely be a very mix, mixing kind of way of how we look at interpretation of fiction. And that's some of the reason, that is the reason why there's so much to disagree about because we would assume that because there is, I believe, objectively well-written books, whether the author intended to pull off this emotion and he did it well, and then he used clear, precise prose, in tone, in character voice, you would think this is well-written. But then you have people believing that the purpose of fiction is something else entirely and then the objectivity changes a lot. And the best authors and critics can sometimes agree about the technical quality of a piece, but then the purpose of fiction changes and the theme, because the theme is a thing that does change with the purpose of fiction as well. And yeah, I'm not entirely, an, like I said, I'm not an expert on this subject, because I haven't considered all the arguments for what the purpose of fiction would lead to. But in myself, in my own opinion, I don't need my characters to be likable anymore. I actually don't care if I like them. If they're well written, that's all I want. If they're interesting, that's what I want. And if they're unpleasant to read about, that's completely fine with me. Because I want part of the reason to be that people see worst part of themselves in these characters, but also they can relate to them, which makes maybe make them uncomfortable. That's part of the reason. But also the comfort of the reader, I don't completely value the comfort of the reader as the top priority. In my own fiction, I want to try to make the reader uncomfortable and get away from the taboos. Once you look something in the face and talk about it and talk about it to other people, then people get uncomfortable. And I can't remember where I read this, but it was in a book. Okay, it was Congratulations to Are You Again by Harrison Scott Key, which is a memoir about writing a memoir. And he said that when we're writing, the things that we don't want to look at or write about become an idol for us in the way that we just completely avoid them. And we give respect to those things by just staying away from them. We don't talk about them. But when you can sneak in and take that all away, and look at it and then really write about it, I think that's the purpose of fiction is to explore the human condition very honestly. That's a really interesting way of putting it. I've never really thought about it like that, that your characters don't have to be likable in order to have a really good story, a story that impacts you. Yeah, the only thing 
with trying to make your reader uncomfortable is that they do learn, but often it can turn them off. Because, like, I know if I were reading a story and I didn't like the character, I didn't really like what was going on, I'd probably just stop reading because I'm like, there are other stories I'd prefer to be reading right now. I don't really want to re read this one, even if it's a story that could really impact me in an interesting way. Yeah, and that's definitely a balance, too. That is the reason we read fiction, is you don't want to be uncomfortable, which is perfectly fine. If it's like gore or something that's really disgusting or characters you don't find likable, it's perfectly acceptable to put it down. It's a voluntary contract you're going into with the author. Are you reading it? You don't have to keep reading it. It's completely fine. But also, I am writing not for the people who will put it down. I'm writing for myself. And if I can read through it, that's completely fine. If it's something that's too... If the characters are not interesting to me, or if, if it's like incredibly disgusting and very gory, I will probably not write it. I'm not going to do that because I don't really want to read that. Although, I'm trying to get past the idea that writing has to be very comfortable, even in my own stuff. So, yeah, I think that's a very new movement that's come going on recently in literary fiction with disgusting characters and with very realistic depictions of menial life. Like, people call it millennial fiction, and I haven't studied a lot of it. I don't know very much about it, but it's a very, very off-putting way of writing for a lot of people. And that's just how it works, because my audience, when I'm writing, is myself. It's a very selfish way to write, but it's kind of the contradiction, because writing for yourself produces the best results, and it produces the best way to affect other people. Yeah, I can see how that would work, for sure. Yeah, I think, though, it's good to make your characters on not your characters. It is, it is good to make your characters uncomfortable because you need them to have pain and conflict. But um, it is good to make your readers uncomfortable and even to yourself, like to write things that you're not always comfortable with. But there, I think there is a time when there is a limit that you need to say, no, I am not going to write this or maybe this is too far. That's something you can definitely set for yourself. But I don't know where that limit is for myself, not just in a very you're uncomfortable with the amount of language in a book or something else, but that's definitely something you can set a limit on. But when it comes to ideas, I feel like writing fiction is a very self-therapizing, that isn't a word, but I just, it's a very cathartic way to think about my own worldview. Flannery O'Connor said, I write to find what I know, and that's the way I have found I write. I write to figure out what I believe in, and I write to figure out how I believe the world works. Um, a lot of my ideas about purpose fiction come from Flannery O'Connor. She explained them to me in a book. It was always there, and then she explained them to me what I believe. And it's definitely not something that everyone would agree with, but that is part of my philosophy. Yeah. I think it's also, though, a personal thing because some people can write for themselves to explore their own worldview. Other people need to write for an audience. They need to write for other people to help other people explore questions. And in some ways, it's always is for yourself because you are 
exploring the same questions, the same issues when you're writing it for other people. But some people need to write it for other people. They need an audience. They need to think about questions for other people, not just themselves sometimes. Yeah, that's definitely a very valid way to write a book. And it's not something that works for me, but if it works for other people, then that's amazing. There's a lot of room for personal experience and opinion in what we think purpose fiction is. Because if we're writing it for ourselves, that's completely fine. And that's just how we evolve our skills and how evolve our beliefs. But when you're writing for others, it definitely impacts how you think. And there's a lot of wiggle room in the purpose of fiction about what you believe it is and what it isn't. I do think that there's like a set boundary that purpose of fiction does need to be meaningful in some way. I don't know, I can't really define that boundary, but other people would probably have set their objective boundaries somewhere else. And it's just a very interesting thing to think about, the philosophy of writing. But that's another very different dichotomy between writing for yourself and writing for others. Because there can be a moment when you decide not to publish a book or not to publish a short story that you're writing. The process is just for you to figure out what you're thinking, what you're feeling. And that's legitimate. And then the difference between publishing, you can give it to others, and that is entirely legitimate as well. But it affects the kind of things that are in the story. Because I think in publishing the story, the storytelling, the writing of it needs to be of a higher quality. It needs to be in itself good. Self-writing for yourself can be even better than published works. But publishing is out for the public. It is a piece of art. It does become art when you publish it. And it has to be good in itself. Capitalized G, good. It has to meet a standard. Yeah, definitely. When you're writing for yourself, there aren't as many standards in that I think that's why it's easier for a lot of people to write for themselves, especially because you don't have to worry about what other people are going to think. Yeah, as long as you're happy, as long as it's done what you want it to do, then you can just put it on your shelf and have that as a memory or a story that you can constantly revisit. And it doesn't have to be the height of literature. It can just be a way to communicate with yourself and to talk to yourself, really. When you guys are writing, what do you feel like the reason is that you are writing on a given day on a large scale whatever you want why are you sitting down and writing fiction i think like on most of the time i'm writing because i want to tell a story on larger scale i create a story because i want to explore a theme i want to deal with a problem or an issue like i i want to write it for the theme I find, though, that like writing for myself or writing for others, I do tend to think a little bit more for others, but in the process, I end up writing for myself at the same time, which is interesting because it causes con some conflicts for me. But I find that I usually, I write a story, I create a story for a theme. I want to explore some issue, some question in the story through the characters. Yeah, and you said you write a story because it interests you, the characters probably just like, it had to be told. There's definitely a nature versus nurture, but there's definitely a very indwelt need to tell a story for some writers. For others, it's just a way to express themselves, and that's completely fine. 
but when you're born to be a writer, sometimes it's the only thing you can do. It's just a necessary part of your existence, and you wouldn't have it any other way. For me, when I'm writing, I think often my stories start with an idea and not necessarily a theme. I just yeah, I think of an idea and it interests me, so I write it. And often the themes in my stories develop as I write them. And they usually have something in relation to personal experiences. And I often don't realize that until later. But it's usually an idea. And I think I, as to writing for myself or others, I think it's also a mix of both. It would also depend on the story too, because some stories I write because I want to write them and I really like the idea and even and it might not necessarily be a story that other people will would understand. It's only a story that I would understand myself and truly experience it when I'm reading it or writing it. But other stories that I'm writing, like I said, it's it can be both because I enjoy the story, but I also know it's something my readers will enjoy. So I guess I kind of keep both sides in mind when I'm writing. Yeah. I mean, it's not just your one type of writer. You write for yourself, you write for others. That's not the way it works because a lot of professional writers have a mix. Sometimes they write a book to deal with something they have in the side themselves. Or I've heard a lot of times authors who are parents wrote a book for their kids. And that's a very common example, I think, for writing for others because you want to tell them something. And often it can give the story even more meaning when you have a very specific audience. As if you're very, very specific, it allows you to focus on what you're actually trying to say and focus upon the very specific details which allow you to nail down everything how you want it to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. And like I said, I don't think the theme, you don't have to start with a theme. I don't think I start with a theme either. I just have an idea and then something I want to write about and the theme progresses. It'll change a lot and then I don't even have to come up with a cut and dry sentence of just like, my theme is love is better than hate. You don't even have to do that. It can just be the book as itself is a theme. Like I said before, the idea, the characters are the theme. Yeah, even like when I start writing with a theme in mind, it does change. It gets stronger, weaker. Sometimes I get a different theme from what I originally started with. And it, it just happens to the story. I just have to start with a theme for a story to have purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the purpose of fiction is a topic with a lot of wiggle room. But even more than that is the idea of a writing process. I think there's a lot of cemented down ideas over the years that have developed of how you have to write a story. You have to write a rough draft and then wait, edit it, go completely through. But it can be subject to change as long as you know what works for you and how you're communicating it. No one else can judge you for that because it works. It's how you write. I don't know how if there's anything else you want to say, but I think we're pretty much at the end. Yeah, I'm good. Lissa? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to say. Okay. 
Anna, do you have anything, Elijah, to like sum up what you were saying? One thing that you want the listeners to remember? Mm, not really. I mean, I have my opinion thing. I wrote it down as a complete sentence. So my final thought is just to repeat my sentence of my, I know, personal mission statement as to what I believe the purpose of fiction is. It's to put a mirror up to the reader, exploring the human condition through experiential in experiential presentation of events, which is allowed to be unbelievable. That's the purpose of fiction, as it makes it unique. Thank you for um, coming on here with us. Thank you for having me. This is an interesting topic to talk about because I've never really thought about it before. So I think we all learned something today, hopefully, anyway. I learned I am not an expert on this subject. (laughs) I'm just a teenage boy. I learned a lot too, and I have a book that talks about the purpose of fiction, and I think I'm going to go read it after now, this to <laughs> get more into what it means. Yeah, so this um, episode's quote is from E.B. White, and it says, A writer has a duty to be good, not lousy, true, not false, lively, not dull, accurate, not full of error. He should tend to lift people up, not lower them down. Writers do not merely reflect and interpret life, they inform and shape life. Very irrelevant quote. Yeah. No surprisingly, it was. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Keep writing. And see you next time.